Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Right now, we're continuing our interview with Nathan Harris. And last we left off, Nathan was expressing that his time spent building his foundations, that being his bars and his restaurants, were like his own college. They later on allowed him to have the time and the resources to build up his business ease. If you thought the last episode was packed with information, this episode is going to blow you away. Nathan dives deep into concepts like brand equity and virality. And if you'd like all of that information compiled, there's a free resource article titled Going Viral, The Backend Work that I really think you're gonna like. It's in the description box below. And with that, let's jump back into the interview. That is... Oh, that's phenomenal. There, you know, there's so many questions to ask here. You know, when you're talking about, you know, two of the most prominent things that came up into my mind was brand equity that you're talking about. I think a lot of people don't know what brand equity is and how to build it. Mm-hmm. And then also you said, hey, everything that I have done in the past several years has all been on post-it notes and it all happened because I said it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The real question in there is how did you make it happen? Uh, mm. You know, was it was it thorough planning? Was it the, just the sheer drive to figure it out on the spot? Um, mm. What was it for you that that really stuck and worked? The thing that stuck and worked is something that I knew was um, timeless, right? When the things that are timeless is that you're always going to have to first start with a purpose, a brand, and a mission, right? And then from that purpose, brand, and mission, you go into building a a brand. Um, and, and like a look and a feel and a color profile. That's all standard business. Then from there, you go and see, oh, prior to that, you also see the audience. Is there an audience for this, right? Is there actually a market? And how have others done it in the past? And how can I do a better return? Or right, what we like to call better, faster, cheaper solutions, BFCs. Um, once you've got that all figured out, the next stage is how do you attract them? That attraction for me was, all right, I'm going to build a core brand, which is the product and service that we offer but it will not be the nature of our messaging. The nature of our messaging will be lifestyle driven because purpose and lifestyle is what makes people choose their careers, right? So we created Life With Ease. Life With Ease would be the brand and ease would be the solution. So that needed to happen. I said, all right, now who do I need to get to to people actually take me seriously? How do I first attract the talent? So then that was a marketing strategy. Two, how do I attract the business? That was a two-sided marketplace. Oh, I didn't know what that was. Somebody told me. That's what you're creating, Nate. Great. Now my mentors are teaching me because I have a clear vision. They can fill in the in-betweens. So that's where it's like the vision has always been there. The direction has already been there. But I learned that because I'd already built one before. So I couldn't do it without. And before I built one, I had a mentor to show me how they built it before. And I took their antiquated old school processes and added the digital futuristic processes on top of it. Because regardless of if you're building a candy store or a technology company, your process remains the same. That's excellent. And, and you know, in diving into brand equity, why was it so important for you to build brand equity when it came to ease? Because I knew that if I wanted to build ease, I would have to have access to venture capital and I have to be able to connect with the top innovation people in the world to be able to get into the large corporations that I wanted to make an impact in. And, and they get there, only there's less than a 0.1% chance of making it, right? I mean, there's billions of people in the world, and the companies that I applied to be a part of, they only choose like five a year, right? So, like, think about that. It's like, all right, well, highly unlikely. Well, it makes it a lot more likely if I give them the key things that they look for before they invest. They look in team, and that team has to have proven process and experience within the vertical which they um, practice, too. Um, have you managed large teams of capital? Have you raised capital? 
Do you understand legal? Do you understand the political landscape? Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that. So I had to first go ahead and say, all right, I'm going to get right behind someone that's looked up and a leader in a community. I'm going to learn from them, being associated and aligned with them and being in places where pe- the people I care about work and eat um, was important. So I did that. I went on golf courses with people twice my age. I went to dinners and meetings and I didn't have any friends that were even under 30. It was like, I have some, but I mean, people I work with way over my age, but it was so great. And they started to believe in me more. They started to watch me grow up from five years, seven years, all of a sudden, by the time that I said, Hey, I'm starting a new business. There wasn't, they didn't even look at my freaking pitch deck, nothing. Here's a half a million bucks because we already believe in you. Right. It wasn't, and yeah, I've already built a business that's multi-million dollars. I mean, our first business, we raised, we put $3.5 million in a bar district in a bar that everyone thought that was stupid. That's like seven times any other bar. And then it led to the Milwaukee Bucks, all these big things. But the biggest thing was I had proof that if I asked for 500 grand, what is, what is that compared to what I've done in the past? You know, that's really where brand equity comes into play. It's, it's do you have a proven process? It's not about how many followers you have. It's about what is your portfolio? What have you done? If you can show that, man, you will be able to raise money and build businesses for the rest of your life. That is you only got to do it once. <laughs> <laughs> so one and done, right? Some of those things take years. One and more, then. one and more. Yeah, so that's it. I like that. I like that. You know, when it comes to a, a lot of these podcasts are focused towards the younger generation. I, you know, some of them don't even know what they're doing, <laughs> which is oh, completely yeah. fine. I'm not there either sometimes, you know, how, but how did you, how did you start building your portfolio at such a young age? I know that you started off with the restaurant, mm-hmm. but what led you to that decision and how'd you, how did you build up from that? Yeah, it's all weakness, right? Uh, I was working <laughs> as a bar back loading. I was literally, this should never happen, but I would, me being a sponge. Working at UPS, frontline supervisor and training supervisor, and at nighttime I work at nightclubs. And I'm just the dude that's supposed to pick up bottles, wash cups, and and be fast. And you're not popular; nobody knows you. Whatever. But on the side, I'm a hip hop dancer, right? And the audience I had. So I would go and I would just do my job. But every time I do my job, I'm like, Man, these promoters are not that good. This place is empty. That's impacted my money and everybody around me, and probably so is the ownership. Because if I'm not making money, they definitely aren't. So I let that go on and they open up this new bar and I was part of that one as well. And all these bars I kept going to, I'm like, man, like their processes are just bad. I wonder why. And I sort of realized this because all they had was a vision, but they didn't have the experience, right? And these things like social media and stuff didn't exist when they were building their businesses. So if I just brought that to the table, then I could probably do a better, better job. So let's start collecting information. I took six months to collect information. And all of a sudden, while doing that, I also was watching how drinks were made, everything else. So I quickly, within a year, went from a bar back to a bartender to a promoter to leading and running all the marketing for all the locations because I took that problem, put it into a PowerPoint, and I asked the ownership, could you just take a look at this and give me one chance? Mm-hmm. And if I fail, screw it. I'll stay a bar back and, or you can fire me. But if I succeed, I want to take this over. So my very first event, I increased sales by over 100%. Took them from like $5,000 a night to like $15,000 in one night. I made $1,000 in one day because I set up the commission structure. They never thought I was going to hit. And after that, they were like, okay, we're going to hire you to do all of our locations and we will be your biggest client. But what it took was taking the time to research, 
strategize, understand what was valuable to the business and the things that were made it weak. And don't tell them that. You just say, hey, all these things are working great, but I see an opportunity for more. So my goals align with the corporate goals, right? So, or my, my consumer's goals. So it's all about research, aligning the value propositions, and then and learning and doing the best that you can. Because I had never actually done what I told them I was going to do. It was really me just being like, yeah, I hope I'm right. But once I got it, I was like, all right, well, my name is on the line. If I don't do this, I'm going to be a joke forever on the city. Like I put my whole face on the flyer. Like I was like, I have to make it. So it was really a lot of gift to gab and a lot of work. That's it. I mean, that's pretty much the resounding thing I can say is it's always going to be a lot of work. But if you have a plan, you will it, you will always figure it out. God, no. I, the more you say it, the more I feel like re, re-listening to it and writing it down, having a plan, building a plan, strategizing, taking the time to, and then implementing it and then watching it flourish because you did mm-hmm. so much back-end research. Oh my gosh, it sounds almost almost magical, especially when it comes to <laughs> especially when it comes to virality. Mm-hmm. I know that you have such an in-depth knowledge of the science of virality. And, you know, I don't really even know where to start when it comes to that. Maybe a question could be, how do you make something go viral? <laughs> uh, honestly, you uh, the only way virality exists is if it's a product and offering or a piece of content matches with the demand. It's the same as the stock market. The stocks are as valuable as the people are asking for them. So what I would say, virality comes from first having data. Um, one of my good buddies, Yuval Rector, he's the most viral media guy on the planet. Uh, have you ever heard of First Media? Um, Blossom, So Yummy. I mean, every single one of those top-down food videos and stuff, that's Yuval. And he taught me how to understand virality and how to build things like that. And that was from the consumer side. So what you do is you always want to have data and that only comes from having a business page. That's why a lot of Instagrams have business pages instead of traditional pages. So you can see analytics, right? So then uh, to reach that scale, you have to either run paid traffic or have a partner distribution network. So what the top guys that you see and girls that you see that are, are going viral is because they have a distribution network and they're licensing their content to other people to distribute it across different mediums, rather it be uh, different Facebook channels, et cetera. But the only reason that they do that is because they either share an audience or they will gain an audience from it. Um, and that's really going to be the key to more of an organic virality that generates income for you. Uh, it has to be, then that content quality has to match what they typically expect. That takes a lot of work, takes a lot of branching out and designing a plan and creating an email list and then notifying them when the content's distributed um, and setting up, you know, like maybe it's a one-off, uh, we call a PLC, proof of concept, the partner um, and tell them, hey, I'll do my best to make this for you. Go. That's what I do with all my content. That's how you see me being partners and sponsors of all these large conferences around the world. I'm simply saying, hey, I'll create content. You distribute it. In exchange, I get reach and so do you. That is amazing. You know, not a lot of people think about the science behind it and how it mm-hmm. works the way it does. Um, you know, someone else in your life who has also done a killer job at marketing themselves and becoming one of the best in the country, if not the world, um, is is Cyan. I would love to know a little bit more about Cyan and her work. She's really awesome in the beauty space. Uh, her whole vision was how can you make more money than just being a stylist in a chair? And she's a really, really special person. Not many people could make $200,000 a year doing hair. And she was able to do it at a young age, right? 
But at a certain point, your hands are going to give out, your body's going to give out, and you have to switch from being a stylist uh, to being an educator. And that's the direction that she is going and has gone. And she, we started off with the plan. It was, I'm platinum blonde, and so does my audience. And I want to find the best products in the entire industry and represent them. So we asked. Uh, we asked those individuals. We asked those different people really um, what they look for in content. And she started creating that content for them, following the same strategy that we just talked about in exchange for a fee and for exposure. Um, by doing that consistently and creating a scalable plan and putting a little bit of paid traffic behind it, she was able to reach millions of people online, drive business into their funnel. And once we were able to show that proof, we asked for more and said, if you want us to really scale that, then it's going to come with a little bit more commitment. And they said, great, because we're also trying to commit more. We just wanted to find the right person to take this seriously like we do. And uh, that's really what happens. And then those negotiations and those contracts get a little bit more in depth, a little bit more into the game. It becomes more like a business kind of almost after that. But it's what you asked for, right? It's not always going to be motivation, sunshine, rainbows. It's going to be also some, uh, I would say, grit and, and data and logic. It's the camera part. It's, that's only like 30 minutes. The rest of it, the days and months of work, it is so much back in that people just don't understand. Um, but the end game after we build this brand, build this identity, is she's going to actually create her own products um, all branded under her. And those should be launching in 2021. Uh, with a really awesome partner network that will really take her out of the chair and to making other people better in it. Yeah. You guys both especially know how to build a brand. And you were completely right in saying that a lot of people don't know what goes into the back end. Yes, you know, creating those videos may take you 30 minutes of time, but everything that goes into the back end. You know, what specifically for the, no the novice, the person that wants to start mm -hmm. something, what is everything that goes into building a brand, especially online? Um, first is understanding needs. So you got to go out and start looking at search traffic. You, if you want to use Ahrefs, uh, it's my favorite tool. It's A-H-R-E-F-S. I allow you to have a really, really, really good understanding of all the different keywords that are out there. It'll allow you to put your site in there, see where you rank for them, and just get a data-driven perspective. Stop focusing so much on dancing on your camera and focus more on the data and then create the content for that demand. Like I am specific, specifically going into um, being a resource for HR education and, you know, online. That's what we call the Ease Academy. But in order to build that, I had to say, all right, well, what are the things that people are looking for? Well, for instance, all right, well, they're looking for how to create a more inclusive workforce. All right, what keywords are they typing in? If I just say diversity inclusion, the keyword threat to that is like 70. I'll never, ever show up. But if I find a keyword difficulty that's less than 10 or less than 20, hmm, I may only need 10 to 15 backlinks to rank for that. So, all right, great. Let's create a piece of content, build it out the right way, optimize it. Um, and then from there, I'll go out and say, all right, we're going to create seven pieces of content that follow all these keywords, get them all made, write the content. Then we're going to go out and find partners that like this content have them do a write-up on it. And now we've got all the backlinks we need to each piece of content, and then we show up first on Google. Now that that's showing and driving traffic and getting X amount of click rates, we then say, hey, can you also distribute this to your social channels? Now that goes even deeper. And then that's basically it. Like it's just, hey, data, design that content around the data from the demand of the consumer, show that you understand that demand, and then grow from there. And also, if you're not utilizing Facebook Pixel, Google Pixel tracking and your podcasts and every post you make uh, and everything you do, 
you're actually not building your own audience. You're just building an audience of just numbers, right? Oh, I got 10,000 engagements. Well, did you get all 10,000 of those engagements in your pixel? Because every time you do pixels, it's when you're like, oh, every time I talk about something or Google something, I start seeing ads from it or, or that influencer starts showing up. Well, that's because they pixeled you and then they decided to spend the same money they would spend on that case of beer on the weekend. Uh, they would spend it instead on running ads, maybe $2 a day, $5 a day back at the audience that they like and that likes their content. Now that content is getting more engagement and growing, right? And you're going to get an ROI down the road, not the instant gratification after five years, but I'm talking about the instant gratification of, hey, like I'm going to be the good kid, not the bad kid. And I know it's boring right now, but guys, when I'm 22, I'm going to be banking. I'm going to have a big brand and you're just going to be graduating for college from college if you do. So that's where the thought process is. It's like it's going to take really, 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 really diving deep. It's going to take a lot of your free time away from the fun stuff you want to do. But I promise you, it's much more fun being rich at 25 instead of being broke. Oh, my gosh. And I know and I know that you can attest to that. Nathan, you are a wealth of wisdom. You are a you are a wealth of knowledge. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I apologize that we're running out of time. No worries. Where can everyone find you and your work and talk to you? I think the best way to find me is just go to itsease.com slash academy. You're going to see everything we have there, blogs, content, podcasts, me on talking like I do right now, uh, all right there, itsease.com slash academy. If you want to find me on social, it's just Nathan D. Harris. All right, Nathan. Thank you so much for being on. No problem. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview series. I would love to know some of your best takeaways. You can find me easily on LinkedIn or Instagram just by searching Ava Wetrick, and I'll happily get back to you and have a conversation. If you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a rating in iTunes. That act will compound in ways that I can't even imagine. As you have just found a mentor here, go out into the world and see who you can be a mentor to today. <laughs>